Hi, everyone. This is Charting Queer Health, a podcast at the intersection of queer culture, healthcare, and research. Uh, on behalf of Howard Brown Health in Chicago, my name is Matt, and I'm going to be your host. Uh, so first, a little bit about me. I am a uh, cis, white, gay man living in Chicago. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I moved here six months ago, but I've been working with Howard Brown for about three. Uh, so I have the incredible opportunity to sit down with various experts across our organization and across our community, learn from their expertise, amplify their stories, their voices, and advance the conversation surrounding queer healthcare. Um, so joining us today is Jenny Urban from the Broadway Youth Center. Um, Jenny, thank you for coming. Uh, would you mind sharing your name and your role and your pronouns with us? Yeah, great. Um, thank you for having me. My name is Jenny Urban. Um, I use pronouns they, them, or anything respectful. Uh, I am part of the Broadway Youth Center, and my position is the nutrition and health manager. Um, I've been here at Howard Brown for um, a little under half a year right now. Yeah, so we were talking earlier. I think that you like predate me by a couple weeks. So we're, right. we're we're a few newbies here, but that doesn't mean that we don't have um, a wealth of valuable knowledge to contribute, or at least you don't have a wealth of valuable knowledge to contribute. I don't know about me, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about that one. Um, so walk me through um, Broadway Youth Center really broadly for those of, you, uh, of our listeners that don't necessarily know what they do there. Yeah, definitely. Broadway Youth Center has been um, servicing youth from age 12 to 24 um, for many, many years. Uh, we are a product of the Howard Brown Health Center um, and Lurie Healthcare and Knight Ministries. We're some of our original founders. Um, we offer resources, uh, medical services um, to young people age 12 to 24, um, Monday through Friday. We also have a department that specifically works with transgender non-conforming folks. And um, our mission is really just to overall improve the, the health and resources of our young people. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, uh, I read online like a one-stop shop, uh, essentially, for, for anything somebody might need that's a disadvantage. They can pop in and just say, hey, I'm looking for these resources, can you help? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We have lots of departments um, looking at all the, the needs of our young people here in the Chicago area. Uh, we have a brand new building. It's a five-story building located in the Buena Park area on Irving Park near Sheridan. Um, it's a five stories plus a basement. The kitchen is in the basement. We also are going to have a Walgreens pharmacy located in our basement. Oh, wow. Uh, we have two stories of our building, our clinical services, clinical um, mental health and physical health. Um, we have a, an entire floor that has uh, sleeping rooms, showers, uh, we have a dance room, we have lots of programming, we have a drop-in center, um, and we're open five days a week. We also have a lounge that is specifically for our transgender non-conforming folks. So lots of safe spaces throughout the building for people. That sounds incredible. I, I had heard a little bit about the the movement space because um, uh, in, in accordance with my position, we're kind of brainstorming other social media opportunities like TikTok and TikTok's nice. famous for dances and stuff. So I was like, I wonder if I can stop by Broadway Youth Center and rope some people into, you know, doing some fun content in the, in the movement room. But maybe that that's a stretch. We'll, uh, We'll start out slow with TikTok, but I think it, that's exciting. I think we're gonna have to get you to dance, though. I listen. I did a little <laughs> bit of dancing in college uh, at a very amateur level, but uh, TikTok dancing is very different. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, so Broadway Youth Center, broadly, it it sounds like an incredible space that yeah, really just caters to everything. How does your role specifically fit into those services? 
Yeah, so we've always fed our young people. That's part of our mission. Um, and what we've never had, though, is we've never had a kitchen before. So mm. in the history of all of Howard Brown, this is the first kitchen to exist. So since 1976, we've been servicing people, and this is our first kitchen. So I'm super excited to be um, a part of Howard Brown. And as we expand in these areas, looking at health and wellness, yeah. food and nutrition. What was, pardon, what was, uh, how, how are we feeding people before we had a kitchen what did that look like do you, i mean i know you're just as as i am but do you what did that look like i'm curious yeah, so before we worked with uh different partnerships with catering companies okay. restaurants i think in some um his, some of our history we had volunteers donations mm -hmm. so um, just kind of pulling resources from everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. yeah lots lots of part of our lots of our community came together to make sure that our young people had what they needed um when building this new building they they realized like we could do this in-house and we could do it uh, with a lot of intention, specifically looking at the needs of our young people. And it also gave us the opportunity to look at what else can happen in a kitchen. And uh, my background is teaching culinary arts to folks who have experienced homelessness. So uh, this was a perfect fit for me. Yeah. And I think I'm a perfect fit for Howard Brown in expanding what we're able to do in that space. Yeah, that is that is such an interesting intersection of, of like, People, people think food and nutrition and it's it's very on a base level, but there's so much more that goes into food other than just like nourishing yourself. Like there's yeah. there's the cultural competency and it allows uh, like, I know for me, listen, I moved here from out of my parents' basement uh, and I will be honest, my mom cooked for me all the time uh, when I lived there and now I live on my own. And it is a very different skill set and a very different sense of self that you have when you're able to prepare meals for yourself or to at least know the process that goes into what you're eating. Um, so I imagine uh, my, I have a very small picture of that, uh, but I imagine there's, there's a similar process at work uh, in the kitchen at Broadway Youth Center. So it's cool to 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 hear that as well um and let me stop there because yeah. when, when your mom was cooking for you how did that feel being taken care of in that way it's honestly i miss it it's the best like i, I at the time was working two jobs and the luxury of coming home and just knowing that there would be food there was incredible i never had to think about it and now i've lost so much weight since moving here because it's like i i just you know, it's food's not a given. I have to do it for myself, which sounds like the most like selfish, spoiled, and it is. I was. Which I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but food security, in the realest sense of like, it's there, and I know I don't have to work super hard at it. Uh, it's it. It really does allow you the freedom to impact other areas of your life because you're taking those resources that you would have put towards food, and then you can use them for other things. Which is kind of the thesis of of what we're getting at with the service. Or is it? Is that not? It, it is totally. And, and I think a lot about, um, I'm also, um, a mother. I have two awesome teenagers and, um, you know, I, I think a lot about what you were just saying, you know, it is a privilege to be in a space where you have family and friends taking care of you in that mm -hmm. way making sure that you have a, a hot meal, um, and, and feeling loved in that way. So, you know, at the Broadway youth center for me to be able to provide some of those um, things to our young people is really, really important and meaningful to me. And, and I believe to them also. When it comes to actual nutrition, mm -hmm. um, if, if somebody's food insecure, that's not really, that's not a luxury that they have of choosing things that are good for them. And that's true, um, across, across the board, whether it's, um, somebody receiving government aid, um, 
I know WIC has some nutritional guidelines for women, women, infant, children that they do, but um, a lot of times it is really hard to to know what's best for your body if you are food insecure. How do you kind of tackle that education aspect of things at the Broadway Youth Center? Yeah, well, I do a lot of listening, first <laughs> of all. Uh, it's really important that I'm having communication, um, having conversations with the young people, building trust and hearing, you know, just on a base level, what is it that they need? Uh, what is it that they want? And then, um, you know, using that information and then putting on a nutritious spin, um, you know, considering, I, I put a lot of consideration in what they have access to when they're outside of the Broadway Youth Center, mm-hmm. um, you know, is this the best meal that they have that day? Um, I'd like to think that they have a lot of opportunities to have other great, delicious, nutritious meals, but I'm not sure. So I take that pressure on and I take it really seriously. Um, I think a lot about the food restrictions, the, the allergies. Um, we, we're very intentional about what we're feeding the young people and how we're growing out the program there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, what, uh, on a logistical level, does meal distribution look like? Are we talking we offer three meals a day? Is it, you know, as an as-needed basis? How do we tackle? Because I'm sure there's the need is endless. So how do you decide when and how and who and all of those questions? Yeah, the, the when, the how, and the who are really easy to answer. Um, when we feed five times, uh, uh, we feed the young people five days a week, mm-hmm. uh, breakfast and lunch. Um, so every day during the week, they can come to us and get a hot, nutritious meal. We also provide snacks in between those meals. Um, and we put a lot of emphasis on the mission of Howard Brown, as well as the, uh, mission of the Broadway Youth Center. So if you think about our mission at Howard Brown, um, we're trying to address the discrepancies in the LGBTQI community through health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, food is medicine. So um, it's, it's really important that um, we connect those two things from a, a physical, mental um, uh, level. Food is medicine. And our BYC mission also to improve the quality of life, to inspire and give hope, um, you know, providing these services to our clients at no cost. That's really important. Um, physically, mentally and emotionally, um, we are what we eat. So uh, we put a lot of thought into that. When I'm thinking about like the food distribution and the meal prep, um, one of the things I've uh, put a lot of thought into, and I've I've noticed a, a, a direct connection to the young people need to trust where their food's coming from. Mm. So we've been doing a, I've I've been you know working with them, um, just making sure they know who I am, and that I'm hearing what they have to say and what their needs are. Something that might seem silly, like a young person said, I really want iced coffee. And it's like, I can do that. Um, But the reaction that they had from that was huge. Yeah. Um, As if no one had ever been able to respond to such a simple request before. Right. Um, We're also making sure that um, the food is visible and that they have a lot of options and choices. So Mm. um, when when buying the equipment for the kitchen and for our drop-in center where we actually feed them. You know, I bought like pastry cases, display cases, so they can they can see what the yeah. options are and tell us what they want. I imagine um, a lot of places where they're receiving food and food distribution, they're, they're given what is given to them. Mm. Uh, they probably have less say um, in other places in the city. And uh, at the Broadway Youth Center, Um, We know why we're there. We're there to help the young people. And so, you know, listening to what they need and responding to those requests is really important. Um, We're making our pastries in-house. We're making sure that there's vegan options. Um, If someone was gluten intolerant. um, 
Yeah, because you have all the, the gamut of dietary restrictions in there as well. It's not just we have to feed you. We also have to feed you in a way that your body can handle. Exactly. Uh, so there's there's all of that as well. I'm, I am using vegan cheese in a way that I never <laughs> have before because it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been simple requests. You know, people will say, um, you know, my, my, my family used to make this dish. Could you ever rotate that in the menu? Yeah. We're using food as celebration also. Um, yeah. We're making sure when there's something to celebrate, uh, someone getting housing, someone getting a job, a birthday, we're celebrating with food as a community. That's so important to feel that support around you. Um, and if I can make some, um, you know, maybe not as healthy, but if I can make some really good brownies to, to help celebrate that <laughs> to, accomplishment, to indulge a little, yeah, it's important. It's important that they see like they have a supportive community. Yeah, that there's like three things I want to jump off from that. The first is um, kind of empowering young people to speak up for their needs, um, especially queer young people. Uh, one of the topics we're kind of looking at talking about in the future is how you can advocate for your own health um, in a healthcare setting. And I know for me. Um, telling my doctor what I need or what I want, I'm so conflict avoidant that sometimes it's hard to just like make those basic requests. Um, and if you can kind of flex that muscle early on, um, when you're, when you're young and know like, Hey, I know what's good for my body and I know what I need and I know what I like, and I can ask for it in this setting, then it's a lot easier to transfer that over into a healthcare setting where, you know, the ramifications or the possibilities of not vocalizing your needs are, are greater. So that's, yeah. that's so cool that you're allowing them to kind of flex that muscle. Um, that was the first thing I thought of. And then the second is that, uh, food plays such a significant cultural um, and like emotional role in our lives that uh, eating for sustenance doesn't always fulfill those things. And so I love that you touched on like, you know, my mom used to make this. Can, can, can we do that? Because there truly is nothing like home cooking and, and like food, our taste is so tied to how we like remember things mm -hmm. like the taste of, of, you know, whatever it may be, uh, can bring you back right to, you know, a memory. And, and a lot of times, uh, those, those memories of, of good times are important to hold on to for people, for people that are disadvantaged. So there's, there's so much good all wrapped up in a simple meal. It, it is. And, and not even just the taste of, of that meal that brings that memory back, you know, um, a young person, was doing laundry in the basement recently and they smelled something familiar yeah. to them and it, it brought back a lot of really good memories. You could see it in their face. Yeah. They were like, what's on the menu today? Yeah. Like, and that, know? that like that, that smell and that taste, uh, it, you know, it, it kind of, um, instantly puts these young people in a mindset that they're home and that they're safe. Uh, yeah. those, that's what Broadway or youth center exists to do. So it's, yeah, it is. It is crazy how multifaceted uh, just just the concept of food is, and how much uh, good it can do in addition to just like fueling your body. So it's important that we're letting these young people know they have a voice. We're listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I I feel foolish when I think of how many times I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to eat, and it's like that's such a, a privileged way to look at things. Um, but it's yeah, that you put that excellently. Um, what this is kind of uh, an open-ended question. What impact does short-term food security have on long-term health? I know you said food is medicine. Mm -hmm. um, what investments uh, are we making in, in our food and our nutrition um, when we're young? How can that pay off uh, as we grow older? Yeah, the impact that um, food insecurity has on long-term health, we think a lot about um, the 
physical effects, uh, we have to really remind ourselves that you know over 10% of households in the U.S. are food insecure. Um, we think about how nutrition affects our brain, muscle, and organ development, but I don't think as a society we're putting enough emphasis on the anxiety and stress, mental and emotional effects that food can have on a person if they are food insecure. There's studies that have shown um, young people can score higher in school uh, if they have um, you know, nutritious food, access to nutritious food. You know, we, th we think about how, we need to think about how the lifelong behaviors are formed um, sometimes just by the options that we're choosing to eat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important. And um, I love that Howard Brown is uh, putting emphasis and resources into this area. Yeah. Um, I, I was, that was going to be my follow-up question of like, have, have you either heard firsthand stories or I know there's been studies done of like how... Uh, I know for me growing up, my mom was always that way of like, you have a big test today, we need a good yeah. breakfast, yeah. Uh, which I always took for granted. But uh, when, when um, you know, education and, and opportunities are so important, food really is fuel to, to seize those opportunities and to, um, to, to maximize your potential, I guess, um, is a way of putting it. But It is, and, and we know that um, a young person's brain is still developing all the way up to like age 25. So, you know, what we're doing to help them in that process of development, um, it helps them, it helps our society. We're all in this together. So True. any way that we can help bring each other up, and if it's as simple as giving options and providing nutritious and healthy food that tastes good, it has to taste good or they're yeah. not going to eat it. <laughs> that's, that's number one. Um, it's so important um, that we are, are taking a step back and looking at that. I love that. And I, I love the concept of like food uh, as regards to like a restaurant setting is not transactional. I mean, I mean, it is transactional in a restaurant setting, but for a chef, obviously the ultimate payoff is uh, to have your food uh, appreciated on, on, a deeper level than that and to, to facilitate community uh, and, and personal growth and all of those things. So um, it's funny that you weren't kind of initially expecting to work in this arena, but oh, yeah. it kind of checks all the boxes that, you know, as someone who deals with food uh, that you have. So uh, when I first started working in social services, it was like, you'd get a box of donations <laughs> and like, this um, is what we got. Yeah. Make we, it work. We've got to work with it. And, and really um, when I say working in social services and feeding people um, in need of housing and folks with food insecurity, when I say it made me a better chef and a better person, I mean that on every single level um, as a chef, just understanding um, getting back to the basics of cooking mm -hmm. was really important because you don't have, you can't like pour a little truffle sauce on there. It's, it's just not going to happen. So, um, it has challenged me and made me more well-rounded and, and able to share my gift. Yeah. Um, so zooming out kind of to a larger perspective on Chicago, have you been a Chicago resident for about 20 years, 20 now. years. Okay. Yeah. So you're, so it's, it's home now. Yes. I would yeah. say home for you. I, I'm still kind of, this is my first big city quote unquote. Uh, so I'm still getting used to kind of the perspective in the different neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Uh, I live here in Lakeview, but, uh, Chicago is much larger than that. Uh, yeah. and there's a lot of different experiences, lots of different neighborhoods. Uh, in your experience, do you think Chicago has enough resources for people that are food insecure or, I mean, I'm sure we can do better, but, uh, to your knowledge in comparison to other cities, how are we doing? What other resources out there exist for people that are food insecure? 
Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, fan of the Greater Chicago Food Depository, not just because I worked there, but um, what an amazing organization, so organized mm-hmm. and uh, supplying food and product and resources for so many agencies and folks across the city. Um, you know, if the question is, do we have enough? The answer is no. We, I can't say we have enough resources in, until the, the line at the pantry is, is down to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that really is a story about Chicago as much as it is a story about the USA. Yes, yeah. um, we're, we're one of the richest cities. We have the most resources. And the fact that we have so many folks that are food insecure and how that relates to race, ethnicity, um, uh, your social status is probably a whole nother podcast, but it's important that we do address those issues also. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely not enough resources as long, there's mm. enough resources, but we haven't figured out how to solve the issue yet. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that wanna get involved, but there's more people that are in need than ever before. Um, I, on the way here today, I passed by, um, a, 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 a soup kitchen that distributes food and the line was longer than I've ever seen it. Mm. I passed the same line every single day and it just gets longer and longer and longer. Um, the food depository currently isn't able to accept new clients because they're, they're, their resources are mm-hmm. being stretched thin. Is, do you think that holds true for Broadway Youth Center as well? Or do you, or do you think that our, our capacity still, you know, we still I, have room? I feel like Howard Brown has been on top of the issue and, and seeing that there continues to be a need for the discrepancies of health and wellness for the community across the city. That's why we continue to grow and we continue mm-hmm. to tackle all of these issues. We're putting our resources in the right place. Um, we went from a, a single story storefront for the Broadway Youth Center to a, a five story plus basement uh, facility, state of the art. Um, I'm so proud and I have su- such a high integrity for the place that I work. Yeah, I mean, and they have you at the home, so they can't, yeah. they're, they're doing well. Um, Thank you. For, for people that maybe aren't food insecure or haven't dealt with that reality, how uh, do you suggest that they um, get involved? Because like you said, there's, there's uh, people want to help, but sometimes they're not always uh, equipped to help in the way that they think they can, um, or they're kind of uh, putting their effort in the wrong places. How, how can your average community member um, seek to end uh, food insecurity in their local communities? I know that's a big question. It's, it is a big question. Well, it's a big problem, so yeah. it deserves a big question. Um, and you're right, a lot of people do want to help. You, when, I've, when I've worked in shelters and soup kitchens in the past, Uh, We have a huge amount of volunteers on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then it kind of dies out in between, um, almost as if there isn't a need in between. Um, So, you know, keep that in mind. There's there's busy days that they don't need extra volunteers, that everyone thinks about Thanksgiving. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, think about the other 364 days of the year. Um, It's also, there's a lot of restrictions on how social service organizations are able to accept that help right now. Um, the pandemic has really put a, a, a wicked twist on how we can take help right now. Yeah. Um, the Broadway Youth Center does have volunteers and we've figured out a safe way to work with the COVID restrictions to help our young people. I would say contact your, your local soup kitchen, your local shelter and find out what they need. Um, follow up to that, uh, cause that's a great point. Um, 
there is a, uh, a bakery right around the corner from my apartment that, um, was, uh, assembling food baskets. Um, I forget who the, uh, what organization was going to be the recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, you are limited a little bit in ways of, of, of what kind of food you can donate. It has to be shelf stable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I think it was, um, like juice boxes and, and, and you know, snack baggies and, and lighter stuff, not necessarily gourmet meal, but, mm-hmm. um, they got called out on social media for, um, appearing to phone it in, mm-hmm. uh, that it, you know, the food they were donating was for, looked like it was for kindergartners and that they really were just doing it for appearances and things like that. And I thought that was such an interesting, um, kind of point that they were trying to make, uh, but it doesn't seem very founded in that, you know, obviously, yes, we would love hearty organic ingredients and, 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 and things like that. But for a, a business to put aside resources to, to do whatever they can, even if it is smaller, smaller foods, I feel like that's a, a positive contribution, is it not? Or, or am I missing the point? I think that every contribution that um, an individual or an organization is able to do to tackle the problems that, that you know, folks that are food insecure are facing, I think every step you make is a positive step. Um, I would definitely never give anyone crap for donating juice boxes. That's what I thought. I, think I was like, you know, it may have been Capri Sun, but it's better than, than nothing. Like, obviously, we, you know, we have expectations beyond that eventually, but for a first step. I mean, you can't fault them for it. And then at the same time, by them calling them out or bringing attention to that, um, they may have gotten more people to step up and provide what they consider a better product to donate. As long as we're doing something and we're not ignoring the problems, I think it's all like for the good. Um, I would never uh, criticize or critique a donation that someone's bringing to us. Um, But my suggestion to the people out there is contact your local organization and find out what they need. Um, They probably have a much better idea of what they need and what's in demand. um, Than than what you think or assume. That's always the first step with any kind of, you know, philanthropy or or charitable effort is listen first. Let them listen. Let them tell you what they need and and then respond. And then listen some more. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's it's really important. Um, But, you know, uh, thank you to everyone that's out there um, trying to to make this world a little bit better. I also can share with you... um, the, we're developing relationships with corporations right now through the culinary program that I'm creating. Um, our development team here made a great introduction with the Boca Restaurant Group, hmm. who they gave us a donation, and the development team said, hey, let me introduce you to our new chef. Uh, you know, we, we have a new program. And so currently, we're creating relationships with corporations, uh, restaurant groups that will then take my students, my culinary program students, into um, their restaurant group for internships, um, transitional positions, and permanent positions. So I think that corporations are stepping up in a way and kind of um, looking at the demand and what what effect they can have, not just to make themselves look good, but because we we all have a a part to play in this, and uh, it affects all of us. So um, I love the reaction that I'm seeing from organizations Also, to piggyback on what you were just saying about your experience at Aldi's, um, I worked at Trader Joe's when I first moved here in the early 2000s. And I was also working, I think I was working like three jobs at the time. One of them was the shelter for for women. Um, And I would stock shelves at night at Trader Joe's. And with permission from my manager, I would take the food that was close to expiration 
I would put it in my van and drive at 3 a.m. to the shelter. I had a key to get in and I would, you know, salvage that food in a safe way to make sure that it went into the... um, went to the people that were in need. Yeah, so you took that responsibility on your shoulders and said, you know, I, I, I can't do this. I'm not letting this go to waste. I have a better solution and affected that change. That's incredible. Hey, we, we all have to jump in, you know? Yeah. And that was, that was my part at the moment. Yeah, I would say you, you do what you can do with the resources that you have, whether it's, a, you know, a huge change or, or, or something little. It all makes a difference. So uh, one of the things that I have been um, asked to create here at Howard Brown at the Broadway Youth Center is a job training um, program for culinary arts for our young people. Uh, to my knowledge, it's the first job training program that we've had at Howard Brown. Um, my background in teaching culinary arts to folks um, in this environment really translates well. So what we're doing is we are working with restaurant groups, we're working with guest chefs, we're creating an entire um, brand new program that focuses on not only the needs of our young people, but the demand of the industry. The pandemic has actually really shifted the dynamic in, um, in the hospitality industry. Uh, for the first time ever, there's more of a demand for people to work in the industry than we've ever had before. Yeah. Um, it, we're, we're able to um, say and address the discrepancies in pay in a way that we were never able to do before. So, you know, timing is everything. And uh, right now we're in this awesome position where we have a state-of-the-art kitchen, we have the resources of Howard Brown, and we have young people that really just deserve a chance. They deserve an opportunity. Um, all I'm asking is that they come to us and you know they, they give what they have and we're going to help them um, find a position in, in the culinary arts industry. We're also creating some internal internships. So this is all in the works Yeah, uh, where we will be doing some Um, some of the food across Howard Brown. Um, I'm already working with our development team. We have, um, we might call them Howard Brownies. Um, (laughs) That's amazing. Creating, uh, I stole that from someone that worked here, but um, (laughs) uh, we're creating like little, uh, little grab bags uh, to be part of our, uh, we have a fundraising event coming up in the spring. So we're going to make 350 little dessert bags to give Um, branded with the BYC and Howard Brown logos with information about how people can support our programming. Um, As Howard Brown continues to grow and we're adding new buildings in the area, we're looking at how we can incorporate cafes and um, little, you know, one-stop shops for for folks in in the neighborhood to stop and get a coffee, a pastry, uh, those positions will be filled by my students. Yeah. Um, and we're creating jobs within the Broadway Youth Center and Howard Brown at large uh, through culinary arts, through training. And all the while, we're teaching education and nutrition, and um, we're allowing these young people to really, as you mentioned before, advocate for themselves uh, in a way that they may not have had that opportunity before. That is incredible and makes so much sense uh, when you think about it and it's self-sustaining and allows Broadway Youth Center to kind of uh, support the rest of the different branches of Howard Brown and, and vice versa. Um, so it, it, it just, it all fits together so so wonderfully. And that's so cool that you are, are at the helm of this and, and kind of not only empowering uh, our young people uh, in work experience, but... Um, kind of propelling them uh, onwards when it comes to, you know, their own self-efficacy. So that's incredible. 
I yeah, love it. It's great. Um, our education and vocational department is um, uh, right there with me, and we're creating the programming, culinary math, sanitation. Um, there'll be incentives along the way. And uh, we're also able to access, um, we have a mental health team. We have so many resources that we're able to utilize in making sure that um, our young people are able to succeed. Yeah. Um do you know of any other similar kind of organizations that's doing this same kind I of do, yeah. Um, working with adults, but um, previously yeah. I worked at Inspiration Cafes, Inspiration okay. Kitchens, a job training program, the Food Depository. There's there's other job training programs. Um, you know, we are going to be very intentional about creating this program based on the needs of our young people, mm. um, the LGBTQI youth of Chicago. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, any other topic aspect of, of your position or what Broadway You Center does that uh, we missed out on? I, I feel like we will have to have you back at some point to sure. continue talking about the we good work that you're doing and the work that could could come in the future because I feel like uh, the sky's the limit when it comes to, to this. But um, for right now, anything that we missed, anything that you want to bring up? Um, you know, we could probably have a whole nother podcast about uh, community, um, culture, yeah. and food. So um, that could be like part two. Um, but I think this is probably a good start. So Jenny, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I really uh, appreciate the time. Um, like I said, we're going to have to have you back to talk more because I think uh, Broadway Youth Center is only growing and, and the, the possibilities uh, that your role has and your department has is endless. So um, thank you for your time. Uh, parting words, anything that you want to impart to our audience in these last few moments? I'll just emphasize again, food is medicine. And um, it's so important that we remember that from a social aspect. Uh, physical, mental, and emotional aspect. Um, it's uh, something that we have to keep in front of mind when we're thinking about um, food insecurities. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>